Hello and welcome to a new indie comics. This is not Maddie. This is Tyler filling in, talking to Caden Phoenix. And right now, Caden, you have an awesome Kickstarter going on right now. I'm so excited. We're just going to j- jump right in there. But yeah, this is just Tyler by myself with Caden by herself. And we're just going to be awesome by ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> how are you doing today, Caden? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course. So tell us, what is this Kickstarter it's called Santa? So Santa is a social justice warrior Latina superhero. And so this is my graphic novel and I'm doing a crowdfunding campaign for the printing costs. All right. And if you recognize, Caden, we actually had you on earlier for the, your other book, Jalisco. And uh, which this is in the same universe. Uh, If you go back and listen to the episode, we talk about having an entire universe full of Latina superheroes. And with Santa being the second book, you you decided this time to do Kickstarter. So uh, what what is kind of the the reasoning behind instead of just printing the book, but using but utilizing Kickstarter? Well, two reasons. One, I mean, it definitely helps in regards to financial on, yeah. on my side. It definitely helps there. But it's also, it helps get the word out at the same time. Like, I was doing good at Tali School because of all the Comic Cons and the local comic book signings and whatnot. And then obviously, you know, world fell apart in 2020. And yeah. so, like, <laughs> this is the the new way, right? Because everything's internet and everything's virtual and all that jazz. So this is this like, okay, great. Here's the repost. Here's the repost. You know, and I got the, the word out that way at the same mm-hmm. time. You know, I say the financial is great, but it's also like, here's Santa. Here's also Jalisco, because on one of the rewards, you can get both books if you don't know about it prior. Yeah. And so you're, you're right. That's the Ala Brava universe. So she's the second out of all out of five superheroes in my in my universe. Now that you have started making this book and you're also working on the next book as well, or it's being um, I think it's you're getting the art done already. Mm-hmm. What was something that you learned from Jalisco that uh, that made it easier to make Santa? Um, let's see. I, I, I use the same progression. I'm very, I'm very much into scheduling. Like I, I, I have a producer hat on at the same time. And yeah. so just organization goes really, really well as, as well as the communication between all the artists. Like I use the Google drive and every artist has their own folder. So with the penciler is done, she puts an anchor. Anchor is done, she puts in a colorist. You know how colorist goes to letters. Absolutely. And so uh, it was smooth, but like the Holly school was smooth at the same time. Like I have really great artists that and they're all professional. <laughs> You know, yeah. we communicate. So I don't know if I really want to say I learned anything that made it smoother. Uh, I just learned the CMYK is different than the RBG, but that has to do with printing. That has nothing yeah. to do with it. Absolutely. Uh, but that's something I should have known prior. Um, but that's it. <laughs> of course. And you, you have an amazing team. You have, you know, you, you have a, gla- uh, a GLAD and an Eisner nominee, you know, with the art. And you have the, just a lot of returning creatives on this on this um can you tell us a little bit more about the team that you're you're creating this world with yeah I have so many great artists so now i expanded so i have two sets of artists uh, one is working on jalisco the one that worked on jalisco is working on ruka so it's my third one and then i got kind of a new team some of my team from jalisco came over to santa so and some didn't so i have eva cabrera eva cabrera season she's in mexico and she's my penciler and she did like kim and kim and she's the one that's eisner nominated and glad nominated and she's just working all over she has a yeah. mob and she's on comiXology she's doing all this amazing stuff and so she's on something i'm very very lucky right now she's working on loquita so it's my fourth one Hmm. um so i'm very fortunate gloria is doing the colors she was one of the colorists on jalisco and so we're doing a different world and so it's a different tone like they're much more cool like cool colors where jalisco is warm colors like the red orange yellows of course and so 
it, it's just a lot of fun and just different in, in their own right because Santa is very political. And so I had yeah. to make her funny, you know, to balance out because it is extremely political. Uh, whereas Jalisco <laughs> is much more on the mother and the Jalisco is femicide. So it's very, very female. And all of them are very female, but she's much more like just one beat. I need to save my mom. Whereas, whereas Santa's like, I need to figure out how to fight. I need to find myself and let me go fight against ice and save yeah. everybody. So, you know, they're they're all different worlds, but they're all within the same universe, which is very nice. When, when you're creating this universe, they're all going to have completely different outlooks, different tones, yeah. different stories, and trying to find a way to have each book have its own kind of just way of, of expressing itself with Santa versus Jalisco for the readers. Hopefully people will pick, if you haven't read Jalisco yet, please pick up both of them because Jalisco is absolutely amazing. And Santa, I just can't wait to read it. And so from Jalisco and Santa and the rest of them, how are you doing kind of a different tone and creating the stories to be maybe just a little bit different, just so people can remember the stories in a different light. So when I was thinking of the superheroes, that was my first thing. I was just like, okay, I need to make them different, different enough. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna break the mold, right? Like yeah. everyone knows a flying superhero, everyone knows a rich guy, everyone knows X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and so I'm not gonna do like here's a spider. Obviously not, but you know, something. <laughs> Something slightly different than obviously is Latina. And so it's a whole different experience regardless because of the culture behind it. Absolutely. And different, different locations, right? So Jalisco is Mexico. So that's a whole different world in itself. Whether or not, you know, Mexico, it doesn't matter. Here's the world I presented to you. Uh, like Santa is a made up border town in Texas. So some people have ideas of what a border town looks like. Loquita is Miami. So she's going to be like the 80s, like very, very cool colors, which is fun <laughs> because why not? It's Miami. You know, like you can get it like. Andita's my gunslinger, but she's in New York. And so we're between right now, we're not on that book. That's the fourth book. But we're between like Southwest colors because Southwest is really pretty. So she is my gunslinger. Or New York colors, like in very theater because she lives in the theater world. So it's the same thing. We'll figure it out when we get there. I'm not there yet, so I don't have to do a tone board. Absolutely. But the colors a lot very much you know, help separate the worlds because you have such different, like, in, uh, sorry, I skipped Ruka, Ruka's my third one. She's East LA, so she has very rich and bold colors because she's Chola, because she's East LA, because, you know, like, all our stereotypes of how we're just very bold, like, rich, you know, like, rich gold and rich silvers and blacks and whites, like, they and greens, you know, like, that's how we're looked at. So, sure, here's a world because you already understand it. So it's easier to assimilate and digest. Um, so one is very much color. I'm very much into color, color boards or tone boards. And then the other is just my, like I was saying, when I was saying the superheroes, like, okay, what is different? A gunslinger will always be different than a supernatural fighter, you know? And so it's just, and then Santa's just a brawler. She just goes all out because why not? I just <laughs> Uh, you know, just things that are slightly different, but are entertaining to be like, okay, that's kind of cool. I might want that power in the future. Uh, so, and so, and they all, they all kind of connect to Brujeria and that's kind of why it's a la brava and they survive in the same universe is because three of them, three of them, I believe three of them have powers and the two of them do not. Two of them are just heroes, whereas the other three are actually superheroes. Like Jalisco has no powers. She just has a dress with blades, which is very cool in itself, but she is not a superhero technically if you do it by definition and that's fine, you know? And so I'm, I'm okay with that because it's, 
it gives them all differences at the same time. It, it, it's kind of like how, like, you know, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of create uh, started off with, like, Iron Man. Okay, maybe they did have Hulk, but it was, like, Iron Man and Captain <laughs> America, the two very, very human um, characters. And then it went into the Thor realm and, and, and going into Doctor Strange. So it's kind of like that. And it, I think it's a great approach, especially having two of the characters in this universe be very, very relatable in, yeah. in, in the point that... <laughs> that we're human <laughs> and, then we can't, and we can't do a lot of the fantastical things that superheroes can do and yeah. creating the these two books you know there's a lot of influence we talked about your influence for Jalisco but for Santa were there any writers or any comic books or any creators that were your influences for Santa not necessarily writers or books I mean, I, like, for high school was Watchmen, right? That was my number one, like, let me look and study as to why it's so great. And I figured it out, or in my head, you know, subjectively, I figured out why it was so great. But no, like, Texas, my, my dad used to live in Texas, so I went to Texas once a year. You know, and so, like, I understand the border because he lived on the border town in El Paso. You know, so, like, I, I have that memory, and I have my family that used to live in El, um, El Paso and Juarez at the same time. And so, like, that is, that's my reference. I just didn't want to say El Paso because I don't know it nowadays. And, you know, it's, there's a world of lucha, so it's not like it's a real world in the first place. But that, that is my, my own personal reference. Uh, Santa, her mom is military. I have two, my, my two cousins um, are Marines. And so, like, that's also why I said, okay, sure, why not? Let me give an ode to the military. <laughs> and is, it's really fun. Is Santa yeah. a little bit based on your cousins? Uh, no, not at all. My cousins are my age, are my age, but it's it's very. I mean, I I honor military. I'm always been military type, regardless of my cousins. Uh, I very much like Marines because of my cousins, but I've always liked them. Uh, and obviously, the other branches are fine as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that 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 is why. I mean, do I like general orders and do I like some of the things the military? Yes. Do I not like what's happening at Fort Hood and why they kill every non-white person? No, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, there's there's the pros and cons. I obviously. In 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 this book, we have a very real uh, threat that's happening in the story. We, we have a villain that represents a lot of evil and a lot of things that, uh, especially us at GGG, uh, are not down with. And, <laughs> and, you know, what can you tell us about the villain, um, the, the villain of the story and how you are, I'll let you explain like who it is, but like, but also how are you making everything that's happening in this world and everything around what it, what she's based on? Uh, how, how are you putting that into, I guess, an embodiment for this book? So I have, the villain is Elena Chavez. Uh, Estevez. And so her initials are ICE. And for those that don't know what ICE is, ICE picks up immigrants left and right. And besides the people that have crossed the border and all this other, the plights, right? But they actually, people are living here. They went under our 45 order. Anyone that is an immigrant, regardless if they have a criminal record or not, they get picked up. Yeah. And so and they go right to their, you know, to the concentration camp. And, you know, separated from children, X, X, Y, Z, all that extra stuff. And so it's just like, here, no one's giving them justice. They've been there for months and years and literally four years now, right? Like, yeah. it's not, nobody, nobody highlights it anymore. And so it's, so I was like, okay, great. We have a villain that her name is Ice and she literally wants a race war in her town. And so that is like the digestible comic version that I could think of, of to be like, 
why why wouldn't this town the small town go and fight and save all the people as opposed to just immigrants they're literally just people they're civilians i, I call them zikas but they're zikas and so she starts writing them up because they're non-white that's really it um and, and so all the other the non-Zigas, which are the luchas, or the luchadores, they call them luchas, uh, they start rallying behind her. You know, it's very kind of mirroring of how we are right now, unfortunately. Yeah. I wrote this a year ago, but same thing, it's it's going. And so that is why it's like, okay, it is a relevant, you know, it's a relevant purpose and we call it to be like, this can happen. Like they do get people that are not immigrants right now. If you're Latina or Latino, you know, I, I've read those stories. It doesn't mean like whether or not you're an immigrant, they don't care sometimes, you know, uh, and that's the truth of it. And so, yeah, here it is. Here's the, here's the luchadores. Like, cause I saw it kind of had to make it, make it softer, but here's the luchadores against the Zikas. And all they want to do is just live in the town. And that yeah. is it. They, have, you they, know. Just, they just want to survive. They just, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, with with a big force and with a big character like that, that is based on something that's real, and mm-hmm. a lot of other comics, a lot of other creative art has likened ICE to other groups from history, and obviously, yeah. which is not good, uh, or they were not good, and ICE is not good as well. Will this force and will um will this character? maybe overloom especially since it is affecting all of america and for the you know and uh, four of the love the superheroes are in america will will it carry over or will it have any influence or are these going to be or or are the each of these books going to be kind of separate until they all come together uh right now they're actually they're all very separate because it's like you know like superman saves kind of the world the u.s the avengers save the u.s um batman always only saves gotham right like it's yeah. just like how big of your demographic of your world geographic do you want yeah uh, Superman saves the world too and just spins it backwards right like it's like i don't I'm not, <laughs> none of them are alien like they're very grounded and so i always thought that where it's the city how do you actually sends us saving mexico because the side is all mexico but like Lexo is a little city, and so if Santa goes and takes down the, you know, the Republican front runner, which is ICE, you know, then the town is saved because it's very, they're very isolated and it's a made-up town. So I just had, I had, I had to put it contained because it is just one little girl, you know, that's learning to fight at the same time, and then she gets help, and the mentor is military, you know, she learns. That's her, um, that's her growth, that's her arc. But uh, as of right now, that one is contained, or they're all very contained, honestly, within their life. I think one thing that I'm really, really excited for for this book, because I've got to read some of it, uh, because I've been helping you with the Kickstarter. And one of my, you know, my favorite character so far is, is La Politica. I absolutely love that character. I love, I love her design. I mean, I love all, I love, I love everybody's design, but I just love <laughs> La Politica. Can you tell us a little bit about having another really awesome hero that's already kind of established in, in, in this town where, who is also going to be the who is also the mentor for the character of the book? Yeah, so La Politica is on the Democratic side or the nominative side, as I call it, in this town. And for me, I'm a little tired after uh, AOC, of course. I was just like, who's great and who's for the people? <laughs> Literally, AOC. It was just so easy. I was like, okay, great, that's her. La Politica does not look like her, but that was who I was. Just like, okay, hers is very easy. She will fight for us, of course, she will. 
Uh, and so she, same thing, she already knows it's for the people and that's why she runs on the Democratic or the domino side as, as it is in that world. Uh, and she, same thing, she learns to be very much behind the people. Like she has a very little art, but she's always been there. And she, same thing, she wants what's best for the town. She does not know about the Zika's getting stolen. She doesn't know about lots of things, uh, but she needs to learn because she is put in that place. Uh, Comadre and Santa joined her campaign and, you know, getting people registered, getting people to vote, all that extra jazz that we always have to do every every four years. Um, but it's very fun. And thank you. Yeah. I, I like to be like uh, La Politica. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Politics is such a big part of this book. You know, how, what kind of research and what what do you, I guess, I guess, suggest for other people who want to create stories that have some politics and or have some, you know, just messages to talk about society or and whatnot? What would you what would you tell them to do, and what was your process of making sure that the book was at least realistic to a way that was that that benefited the story? I would just say do your research. That's what I do with every book, whether it's political or not. Like if you can't see your world, then you shouldn't be writing. I'm also big on outlines. Like if I can't outline it, then how do I think I'm going to write down a you know whole sentence? You know, if you can't see the world, if I can't outline, be like these are the beats. This is her art. This is the theme. Like why am I going to write? Yeah. It's pre in my head in film wise, it's very pre-production. You have to fix it in pre. You don't fix it in post because mm -hmm. you don't have access to post, obviously. But it, it's that. Um, but obviously, just do your research. I, I have a big thing of do what you care. And so like all five of my 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 characters all have themes and they're all very, they're social justice issues. Uh, Santa is the most, which is why I give her the SJW one. But like they're all very important female issues or social justice issues to me. And so I care about, obviously, the femicide. I care about DV or domestic violence. I care about trafficking. I care about all this stuff. And so I have every one of my superheroes fighting against them. Um, you know, because why wouldn't I? Like, I can write about it because I care about it. And obviously, when I do research, it hurts me. You know, and like, I hate seeing all those photos of all the kids and all, like, just really adults as well. But that's, that gives you the spur, like, to write about it and be like, here is literally the truth. Let me show you digestible, happy comic book form. But here's the truth. Hopefully, you go and research it afterwards. You know, you learn about the femicide. It's not just Mexico, it's all of that America. It's Canada. Canada kills natives left and right, unfortunately. I have no idea why. You know, but they do, and they get away with it. Uh, and here, too. You can't just excuse your ass. But, like, everybody, you know, it's just, I don't understand. When we're in such a crazy political climate and things just seem to get worse and worse and worse until somebody replaces when doing creating this universe that is very based on politics how much do you and every day is just a whirlwind or just there's always a big update when do you stop updating and when do you stop making the real world influence this kind of project essentially like when I start like editing my script, when I'm done with it, I do a round of notes, um, which is what I should be doing a lot tomorrow, honestly. But generally, I can't write it until I see it. Like even if I have the outline, I, I cannot write my on, on final draft until I can see the characters actually saying it or doing their action. And so I, so it's not saying my stuff is legit, but like it's legit enough that when I send it to my readers and my friends to help me. They they don't give any much they don't give much notes which is a very good thing moments I did good but sometimes I do get notes of course and that's perfect I edit it but I don't necessarily look back sometimes I go back and I do read like I read Bandita yesterday and that was fine you know and I did my little notes but um, 
I have a thing that like it's good and good enough. It's not necessarily the best thing in the world, but when I get back to it again, will it get better? Hopefully. And so I'm like that. <laughs> um, but I I know to let things go. Like I need to write on a drama now. I need to do this next, you know, and and that's where I am. Like I have so much on my my timeline that I give myself myself in imposed timeline. Um and it's fine. Like Jalisco is good. Like, did I cut scenes and you don't know, you don't understand some character development? Absolutely. Because like, I started from a script and then I had to translate to to comic book or my storyboard. And so there are some things that are lost, but like, good. So when you see the feature or see the TV version of it or the animated version, you get extra. It's like a bonus. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. You know, like I can always add later in the day. Uh, yeah, I only ask him because there's a, a lot of our listeners are people who want to create their own comic book universes because usually a lot of people who get in the comics like want to be able especially with publishers or people being able to even just self-publish like you are people like dream of creating their own you know universe either with superheroes or not you know maybe it's a sci-fi epic maybe it's you know maybe it is just a science of life universe you know there's been a lot of independent comic books that are just based on like those kind of things as well or something like umbrella academy but there, you know, with you creating this, where you already know there's five books with a sixth book bringing all the characters together. That's why I, I kind of wanted to ask and get like maybe what your opinion on was was about how often do you update, especially something as so uh, that you know that is also very topical. Like it's good. Like if you get the checks off, like five people say, "Oh, it's good. I understand. This is my favorite character. I have no questions." Yeah great if they all have the same <laughs> question that means you need to answer the question you yeah. know that means you did not answer it or if they're all confused about one part that means it's absolutely wrong absolutely you know or you need to clarify it that, and that's fine you should i'm very big <laughs> on consensus so if enough people say it or ask it you know that means it's totally that means everyone will say it or ask it yeah uh, but yeah let it go i mean obviously you do your best right and then let it go mm -hmm. and then go to the next thing you know like you're not going to get a million times better the next day. So you That's might true. as well go to the next thing until you learn. Um, like Bandita, which was the last one I wrote, um, is better than Jalisco. Why? Because I wrote Jalisco like a year and a half ago. Bandita I wrote a few months ago. Right? Like it's progression and it's better. I'm not saying Jalisco talks. Jalisco and you've had like experience as well that could also, you know, help with the media. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just progression. You just keep getting better at anything you do, regardless of what's riding or if it's, you know, riding bike. It's just exactly. the way it goes. But if you hold on and be like, oh, this has to be absolutely perfect, <laughs> how are you going to get better unless you keep practicing? You have to go to the next one. You have to go to the next one. Yeah. But that, that works for me. You know? Exactly. And, and, and you talk, and you know, a lot of other comic book creators, you know, are there any misconceptions that you think about building a universe, especially since you come from, you know, with film and a lot of visual storytelling outside of out of literature? Is there maybe a misconception that somebody had either told you or that you had an idea of before you started even creating even just Jalisco, Jalisco and Santa themselves or these just two, just these two books themselves? I don't really know the conceptions, to be honest with you, so I can't say that there's misconceptions. It's very yeah. easy to do a comic book. It's very easy to do a graphic novel. Actually, I can only speak on graphic novel. It is easier than you think it is. You need okay. to do the research and be like, I need a penciler, I need an inker, colorist, blah, 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 and here are the rates, and here's my printing costs. You know, like, you need to do the business side because Absolutely. you are a business. Uh, but it is very easy. A lot of people say it's so hard. But I don't I mean, I... I don't understand what's hard about it. If you do the research, you understand what you're doing and you do it. Yeah. You know? And if you love what you're doing, of course, it's going to be, it, it'll hopefully go by easily. 
Yeah, it should. Absolutely. I mean, if it, even if it doesn't, that means you're learning. And so it's a great yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I hated, I hated audio editing. I mean, I still hate it today, but I like it a little bit more than I did five years ago. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I'm, it's, really not, it's really not that bad. Um, so let's go back. Let's go to the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter is going really, really well. It ends. Oh, I had the dates and I forgot it. Oh, September 9th. September 9th. It ends on September 9th. Uh-huh. It's, it, it was, it was 100% backed or it made 100% by 30 hours, which is awesome. You had staff yeah. picks and, and so much. This thing has been doing so well. When when doing this, and it is going this well, I mean, what kind of goes through your mind and how do you maintain a Kickstarter? Uh, I is my first Kickstarter for a graphic novel. And so I'm still learning along the way. So just, just know that I'm not the end all be all, but I mean, a lot of it is preparation. It's marketing, but it is at the same time preparation, right? Like I have the video. I obviously have a lot of help with the great video put together, you know, and the, the visuals, right? Like we were ready for Instagram. We were ready for Facebook. We were ready to what we were going to copy and paste to every single person, like all my friends, you know, like just, be prepared and so when you go you actually start off fast like you know the you know if you're running on the track you start off fast you end fast those are the two right like it's just that like know when to pass the baton and all that stuff so that's 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 that goes with the marketing side you know like no pretty much be prepared to know what you're doing um and so I got very, very lucky. Like I, I've been watching my friends do their posts and in regards to crowdfunding prior and they gave like a week prior. They're like, Hey, a Kickstarter is coming up next week, you know, so it puts it in people's heads, you know, and like, even if it's just a post on Facebook, cause I read it and I was like, okay, cool. You know? And so then I saw them post next week and then same thing, like you, you got to tell your people, your people obviously will always support you because they're your people, you know, and like they have 30 days to do so, but um, there is this thing where if you can get 30% on the first week, you will be uh, greenlit. Like that's just one of yeah. the things someone told me. Absolutely. So, I was saying, I got very lucky. I have like 16,000 followers on Instagram. So I'm very like, I, I owe the 5k almost, almost at the max on regards to Facebook. So I had a good net in the first place, which is very, very nice. Um, and I, I say that all most or all, hopefully or all the people support me at the same time. And so it's a very, very, I'm very fortunate in that regard. Um, and this was just printing cost because it definitely doesn't cover any of my artists. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't asking for too much, but it definitely does help. It very, very much helps me. And so that was kind of, you know, that's it. Like find the heart is always something that they always tell me, you know, like, why should you help? Why? Cause it's Latina artist, It's Latina writer, mm-hmm. Latina creator, Latina superhero. Like it's all these things. It is female empowerment. It is absolutely political. Like, it is, you know, like there's all these things with patriotic empowerment, you know, it's all this stuff, all these justices that they need to be seen. And I think people relate to that. So find, you know, find the heart. Why is it relatable? Why do I care? Yeah. What is, what was your favorite thing about working on this book specifically? Uh, going back to when you were creating it and focused on it my favorite thing i like seeing the finished pages those are always <laughs> so when um whenever the pencilers gives me like the roughs i think they're so amazing because my my version of storyboard is very um sketch like very a uh, stick figure 
because I don't draw, but like, Eva, yeah. but I do like, here's the angles, here's this, you know, here's the dialogue, et cetera, per panel. And so she makes it real. So like, that's always my one thing, like, because she makes it, she makes it real, you know, and come to life, even in like, here's my rough sketch. And then she gives me the ink version. <laughs> and then at the very end on Sandra's end, so my letters, when my colorist does it, great. And my letters adds the word that just brings it, you know, to another <laughs> level. And those are my favorite, you know, like, each all right, so I guess all of them, all the steps yeah. every time I could check, do Absolutely. a check with each artist. And like, and like, but, like saying the word, you're like, my creation's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just comes to life in different ways that you didn't think it come to life. Like, yeah. when I wrote Santa out, I didn't know she was going to look like that. You know, I had least some idea of her military outfit. Absolutely. But like, I did not know she would look as pretty as that. Why? Because that's Eva. Because that's my colorist. <laughs> you know, like, because they added it. And that is just great. You know, they, they take my notes in regards to what colors in here and there. But like, yeah, yeah. they bring their own life to it. And so um, I like it. And they're all great. You know, they all have their own views, but they all, they, they follow mine. Like, they're all in line, excuse me, in line with mine. Of course. And so every time I see a page, that's something different. It's, it's just brings me a smile. Awesome. I, I love it. Uh, and uh, September 9th, guys, please, uh, guys and gals, uh, I just say guy. I need to get I need to get out of the habit of saying guys. I just, just I don't know. And I didn't that didn't happen until I moved out to California, which is the weirdest thing. <laughs> y'all need y'all need to go onto Kickstarter right now and support Santa because it is a great book. It's a great universe, a great character, great everything. Caden, thank you so much for being here. Uh, wh what else do you want to plug? What else? This is, you know. This is all you. Uh, well, the the Kickstarter is on SantaSuperhero.com. So Santa, so Santa, like S-A-N-T-A, Superhero.com. And we already got greenlit. So I like you, like you were saying, I already hit it in 30 hours in one day or extended one day. So it's super nice. So we're doing stretch goals right now. So anybody, if we hit 5555, so 5,555, every single person that's going to reward, so 25 or higher, will get a free, like a grocery bag, like the reusable grocery bags. Of it. So that's the very fun and cool thing. It's not posted up there. It's on my Instagrams, all three of them. And so <laughs> I'm too many, but uh, just know that I, I appreciate it. And it's, it's a great project all around. Just yeah. like what I want to do. It's a bigger world. And just, here's a little book for you to read. You know, it's much bigger than that. And so that's, that's the very nice thing of course. <laughs> uh, that I discovered thereafter. Alrighty. And Thank you so much for being here. All the links and everything will be in the article on the website. Go ahead and follow Caden on Instagram, you know, for updates and everything else, especially with the other books coming out after this one. But you definitely want to jump onto this one. And also, if you don't have Jalisco or haven't read Jalisco yet, there is there's one where you can buy both and you'll sign them, right? Absolutely. See, you get the signature and everything. So go ahead and back to back the project, SantaSuperhero.com. And thank you for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on TheGrandGeekGathering.com. All of our podcasts are available on any podcast app. If you can't find us somewhere, please let us know. We just got added to a bunch of new services. I don't really know anything about it. Got an email and did it. So, yay. Also, okay. I also am on YouTube doing our Let's Plays, Popmosis Film, and our Grand Geek Eatery as well. Episode 2 should be already out. And yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, go to SantaSuperhero.com. Go go say hi to Caden on, on Instagram by liking her photos and supporting her and supporting her amazing creations. Music has been provided by Carlisle Laurent. Have a wonderful week. Wear a mask and GGG. <laughs>
Grand Geek Gathering.